0: Hello, and welcome to an episode of Let's Do Lunch, wherein I interview people that I find interesting and find out their views on the world. In this interview, I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Cameron Thompson. I met uh, Dr. Thompson while working at Chesterton Academy in Edina, Minnesota. He is a specialist in human formation and in culture, And he is uh, a teacher for many years and an advisor as well. He has his own podcast at the Marquese de Carabas. And I'll put a link to that in the notes down below. And in this episode, we met together at Augustine's in St. Paul. That's at 1668 Selby Avenue. They serve excellent food there and excellent beer as well. It's a great place to stop in to have a brunch or have an evening meal with someone else and over the course of our meal we had a conversation about culture and we talked about art and we talked about religion and so in this episode we're really discussing the very nature of how religion interacts with society with civilization with culture so without further ado here's my interview with Dr. Cameron Thompson But um, so, anyway, I'm talking with uh, yeah. Dr. Cameron Thompson here. What's your full name? Cameron Michael Thompson, is that right? Mikhail. Mikhail, okay. Yeah, so Who is like for, God? Named for Mikhail Brishnapol. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, my, my mom was quite
1: taken with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was big on the scene in the day. I mean, he had just broken, right, he just broken across the lines, mm-hmm, you know, yeah, the yeah. transfer. Yeah. Um, shortly before I was born, or around that time, anyway. Oh, so they wow. wanted to name me Mikhail Thompson. But because in America everybody would, and I have like absolutely no Slavic background whatsoever. So you know, just so that's there, it's clear. Um, but uh, the the idea is that nobody would, would nobody would know to say Mikhail; they would say Michael Thompson. Right. And unfortunately, my parents, I guess, knew a Michael Thompson who's sort of an unsavory character. So <laughs> we don't want that association. <laughs> so let's name him Cameron instead. I don't know where they got that. Yeah, I was uh, say that's and a then, Scottish name. Yeah, it? which which is there? There's, yeah. there's Scottish in, in on my dad's side. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then yeah so they made Mikhail my second my my second
0: name so mm-hmm. yeah Cameron Mikhail Thompson. Do you go uh, by the that pronunciation now or is it Michael? Yeah. No Mikhail Mikhail yeah. no, not a Michael. Not a Ma- yeah. I, I I
1: I don't say I, I don't shun Anglic- anglicization uh, you know, anglicizing Americanization. Yeah. Americanization. It's Americanization. Is something yeah. I'm at least very sensitive to yeah. because I think there's a lot in culture that has been lost a lot in human a lot of human culture and very personally in, in various branches of my family a lot that's been been crushed and uh, destroyed by the by the Procrustean bed of yeah. American egalitarianism. That
0: seems to be a common theme with a lot of Americans that mm-hmm. you know you came over here especially in the nineteenth century and you tried to assimilate and so yeah. your great your magnificent Prussian or Russian or Greek or Jewish mm-hmm. name was suddenly made into John Doe, you know. Right. And, um I know with our family, uh, we had a similar thing where our, our family, which was primarily Scottish, came over here and immediately tried to assimilate into the thing. And, yeah, a lot of the, the, the history and the lore was, was lost. And uh, in my family, even my father's, um, my father's father, actually my great-grandfather now, was, he, he drank himself to death. And mm. so when his children were adopted by their uh, maternal uh, father-in-law, um, he basically uh, wiped away every record of my great-grandfather. Wouldn't mm-hmm. allow his name to be spoken, destroyed every record of him. Oh, wow. uh, he just completely cut off the family tree. Sure. Because it was so embarrassing in the South, especially in the 19th century South and early 20th century South, to have somebody do something so horrible as drink themselves to, to death. You know? Right. If you couldn't handle your liquor, you weren't a man. Yeah. And, and honestly, that kind of... I, I find that... It is interesting, but that's so, that, again, is a part of that American experience of you don't want to do anything outside of the pale. You don't want to do anything weird, you know. Don't be weird. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Fit that. It's positively un-American. Yeah, it's un-American. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept.
1: Other countries don't, other, other national groups don't necessarily have the same, mm-hmm. to say something is is un-Italian, <laughs> <laughs> un-Austrian. It just doesn't have the religious force
0: yeah. of D- un-American. doesn't have the ring to it either. Yeah. That's right. un-American. Right. Yeah, that's un-French. Right. And <laughs> <That's laughs> Pas-Français. <laughs> 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 like it just
1: means it just means that it's simply not right like it's foreign it's something that's un-American it's communist and diabolical yes, right, 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 and right. against right. with the, the against you know truth freedom and the Amer- freedom justice in the American way like Superman
0: so, would not yeah, be happy right. Superman is totally American but like, for instance, you know, you and I have been talking uh, even before this interview yeah. about the whole um, desire to get out of the system, get out of the, 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 the monetary system that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and that in and of itself is fascinating to me because we, are, we have that monetary system ingrained in us as Americans, like mm-hmm. the buying of, of stuff and the selling of stuff and the selling of labor is part of what most people perceive to be the American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big question. How do you divest yourself from it? How do you step away from that sense that I have to have more stuff? I have to get more stuff. If I'm not selling stuff, I'm not good. If I don't yeah. have a job, I'm not good. Well, I mean, I think those things are with
1: so within the context. Those things are true. Mm-hmm. If you're not buying more stuff, you, you, you will literally live in squalor because your shit will break down. It's I true. mean, yeah. to, to, to be... You know, to be frank, like you've got a whole system, so it can't be merely a personal choice. Mm. And those who make it merely a personal choice, which is part of the problem, because that's part of the, the individualism is part of the ideology behind it. Uh, to make an individualist turn isn't to escape the system. You know, it's just to, to run off into the desert and you find yeah, out right, there, yeah, there is yeah. no sanctuary, right? Yeah, there's, right. There is no sanctuary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, right, but does, uh, that but the. Um, you know, I think if you're going to live within the system, you have to abide by the rules of the system. So the only way to get out of it, you actually have to f- break out of the matrix. You yeah. can't simply live differently within that matrix because the matrix
0: is your whole social and political construct, right. that, and that, that that forces conformity. And and a lot of people, I think, when they would hear that sort of sentiment, would say immediately, it's a communist sentiment, right?" So, I mean, they would say that if you don't, if you bite the hand that feeds you, because up till now you've been able to suck down cappuccinos and drive around on the roads and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And if you say I want out of that system you're somehow being ingracious and you're suggesting mm-hmm. a, um, a communist system rather than this capitalist system I mean what do you think of that I mean, what you- well
1: this part that's part of, that's part of the, re- the I mean that's part of the religion right we have to as, I mean so I'm an anthropologist and I look at this from a religious viewpoint right you know we're looking at it as, as an anthropo- as an anthropologist so if I were you know Coming from Mars, if I were a Martian or something, I came down to Earth, right? And I was looking at this. You asked me, and then I made a report on the Americans and the American religion versus others you know, this kind of thing. and stuff. You would say that the American way of life is a very religious. This is a religious society. I mean, that way the Puritans of Plymouth Rock succeeded, uh, and and other groups. I mean, it's obvious a very nuanced sort of history, but. But the idea that there's there are dogmas, mm. and anything other than those dogmas is, is clearly heresy and needs to be stamped out. Mm. One of them, sort of American ideologies, at least for the last century, is that if it's un-American, it's it's de facto communist because yeah, that was right. the great enemy yep. was the USSR for the last almost hundred years, yeah. years at this point. For the last hundred years at this point. And so, so it's very binary because the American system itself lives in a binary mm. cosmology. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's good and there's evil. There's America and there's not. There's mm-hmm. democracy and freedom and everything American and there's everything else. Yeah, right. Which is why even the political system in the United States is a two-party system and can only be a two-party system the way that it's set up because yeah. that's baked into the cultural ideology, the religion of the people. That's a good point. Because religion isn't just theology. Religion is a whole religious sensibility way of life yep. and everything, which includes economy, uh, institutions. And uh, worldview for like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I think to say that it's communist, well, no, necessarily. Is it un-American? Absolutely hmm. un-American. Hmm. And I mean, even in the heretical sense of the you know the sense of the term meaning heresy. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's not. Does it necessarily mean communist It has nothing yeah. to do with Marx. Marx was just another big you know warmed-over bourgeois
0: pig himself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, no portion for you, comrade. Yeah, <laughs> your beat ration has cut off. Um, right. You know, that's, a, that's again, that's very interesting to hear. Um, I, I, I've often heard that even Catholicism in America is not actually Catholicism, it's more like American Catholicism. Yeah. And I think that there's testimony to this in the fact yeah. that when wow. many Catholics uh, go to other parts of the world, they're absolutely floored at how other Catholics in the rest of the world live. Oh, they're scandalized. They're by it. scandalized by it. They think right.
1: that the other people are less Catholic. Right. Their, their Catholicism is somehow adulterated. Right, right. Yeah. And for me,
0: even for me, and I grew up Protestant. You know, I grew up Anglican, and really? we can, yeah, we converted. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, no, you no, know, revelation there it wow. is. Wow, uh, my family converted when I was uh, 12 years old, and I took it seriously when I was 14. Uh, Catholicism, but other than that, I was used to the Anglican liturgy, and sure, and that's beautiful. The beautiful liturgy, yeah. But it's the drawback is it's also very. White bread. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. Anglican. It's angle right in it. And so it's very clean and very decent and very um, uh, ornate and be beautiful. And God help you if you got sick in the middle of Mass or if you had a crying baby or if you had, had done some scandalous, like had an affair, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's no forgiveness in that sense in the Anglican Church. So I grew up with that sort of thing going on. And... Um, when we, when we became Catholic, I thought this was Catholicism this is the American thing was Catholicism so I was very shocked when I went to Europe and I found out that many times Catholics in Europe either they don't go to mass regularly but they, they are thoroughly Catholic they are fundamentally Catholic. it 's mm-hmm. like they they live and breathe the Catholicism but they aren't they don't do this regular church going thing they don't um, they don't consider it to be uh, a church that you, didn't, you never get forgiveness in, even sometimes they think um, doing things like smoking or drinking or, or getting drunk or having a fair that's life for them, that's like mm-hmm. that just happens, so it's almost like it, a, a lot of European Catholics forgiveness is a much bigger deal for them, it's, it's, a, it's a part and parcel of the whole religion mm-hmm. and right. I sometimes wonder with, the, with American Catholicism whether it isn't too much Anglican, too much you know, so, um, too much of that unforgiveness thing. I mean, I think that's 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 a very interesting way to frame
1: that up. I mean, I think that, that you know, whether we articulate it in that way or not, I think that what you're saying is true. Hmm. Is that at least what I see, I would say is this, is that what I see is that in in America we live in a... I mean, again, part of the bifurcation of, of the American mind is yeah. that you, this, you, you live in a binary universe, right? And so you've got religion is what... That, what to the American mind, which is, in general is the modern liberal mind, and we'll out a definition of liberal in a moment. Um, but the modern liberal mind is that there is, religion is a category that you. That we think we have defined, but nobody prior to the 18th century really used the term in the way that we mean it. Okay. that's a really modern, modern thing. But that it's a subset of life. So there's religion, and it's over here, and there's politics that's over here, and, oh. then, comes, and then there's every and there's and then there's life. So religion is yeah. something that's apart from life. So it's like compartmentalized. Exactly, it's very yeah. compartmentalized, which is um, part of the ideology of, uh, of the various revolutions. And that's,
0: and that's what shocked me you know, I think, right? whereas
1: where like in Europe, like, uh, and, and to the anthropologist, religion is your whole system Thank of you. living. You know, we is a religious system. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah, way yeah. of looking at it, but it's a lens rather than a category or
0: component. That really was what shocked me. I think when I went to Europe was that in, in the European experience that I had was that it, the religion itself was integral to everything else, mm-hmm. and it wasn't integral. And was you, you, you have to be religious first and foremost. Yeah, it's like the very vision of how they live their lives was a religious vision, right? It was a fervor, a zeal, which oh, was like, stunned me. The the, the the feast day of
1: the local patron saint yeah. is a civic thing because yeah. the whole civic the whole civic city yep. is up celebrating, whooping it up. We got a big parade. Yeah. There's We're, idols everywhere, and you're shooting off bottle rockets. And, whereas you know, it's it's a thing God forbid, do.
0: God forbid here that you would have some big religious festival, uh, because you'd be seen as weird as a freak.
1: You know, and it's not because it's religious. Really, here's the interesting thing. Because we'll back to the definition of religion, it's not because it's religious. But it's be, it, it fits, so there's, what I would say is, you know, the small r sense of religion, which is what the modern Western person thinks of the term religion, it's a category, and it's primarily composed of theological beliefs, yeah. right? Um, and, and that's what we say is religion. But the, but the anthropologist from Mars, looking at the modern Western man, he's going to say, that's really weird that he uses that term religion for that, mm-hmm. when really the term, you know, he's got a religion, mm-hmm. and this is a minor deity, So what what we think is weird, that you'd have a religious festival. Our category of of the idea of religion, our concept of religion, is really, properly speaking from an outside perspective, the idea of minor deities, or or like local, sort of the genius of the family, or something like this. So these these spirits, spiritism of some sort, Whereas we have the great state religion, and that is democracy, that is commercialism, that is this materialistic cosm you know, materialistic cosmology, like all the American religion isn't very doesn't have a very developed articulation of cosmology or theology, much like Stoicism didn't have much of very doesn't have much of a very developed articulation yeah, of cosmology, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about ethical ethical mores. And this is a similar way with the American mindset. There's certain assumptions, mores, norms, Mm. things that we do. People like Mm. us do things like this.
0: And you assume that's Uh, the American way.
1: And that's the American way. And it is a religious thing. And it doesn't make it bad, necessarily. Not not necessarily, right? But it'd be, you know, I'd say if we wanted to draw a parallel, it'd be like looking at the, um, you know, the Empire of Rome was a very religious society. Mm. Just Mm. like America is a very religious Mm -hmm. society. Uh, You've got a great civic religion. Uh, and technically a bunch of civic religions because nobody in ancient Rome would have identified or they wouldn't have any clue what you're talking about you're talking about the Roman religion because <laughs> religion means the sort of a system of cultic promises or obligations that you have that binds you to a god to yeah, a specific yeah, deity yeah, yeah. so somebody might belong to the religion of, of Zeus or the religion of Jupiter Maximus right. or, or Mars because you're in the military or maybe you also belong to the religion of Mithras and you might belong to multiple religions that way because it's not,
0: not it's not the way
1: that we mean the word right. in, in the modern western context That's Really interesting. I am and so they, they might look askance at some local heathen or peasant um, you know, celebration of, of, of the, the spirit of the local water spring that's in mm-hmm. the area or some hot springs mm-hmm. in the area has a local feminine spirit and they kind of celebrate that. Well, the, you know, the people who are the, the who's who in the Roman civic state religion complex would look at that and kind of like poo-poo that or if you made a really big deal out of it, you'd be kind of like a weirdo and outsider, but not because it was religious, but because it was a minor deity oh, yeah. versus the official state deity. The really powerful deity. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Just to make this clear, I've always loved this country. I think this is still one of the greatest countries uh, in history, and uh, I understand when Lincoln says that we have to take the law of the land to make it a state religion. You know, I I understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um, But I somehow wonder if that didn't morph somehow. Maybe after Lincoln got himself whacked there in the theater, I don't know. um, Maybe it began to morph into being more like a fusing of the, the state religion versus the Way religion had been thought of before—a uh, fusing of the state religion and whatever the dominant Christian religion was. I don't know. Um, it just seems to me now that that the majority of people don't see a, a problem with going. A church on Sunday, Mm -hmm. and then for the rest of the week churning and churning and churning in order to produce more product, or in order to produce more cash, or in order to uh, get a one ownership on somebody else. To me, that's that's uh, um, it's always been disturbing. disturbing. But I I have no pretensions. I hate communism. Sure, I have no pretensions to communism. No, it's just. For but me, it's not it's like, like that's the only alternative. We, I mean, no, 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 right? Because the right. binary thing. But it's it's like how do you how do you get yourself mentally out of that? Yeah, I am defined by my job. I am defined by my income. Uh, I am defined by the fact that I have to go to church every Sunday. How do you move away from that to a sense more of like what, what Hopkins says, the world is charged with the grandeur of God. How do you move towards that? You know? So that, that, Those are two powerful questions right there. I think one is,
1: the answer to the one is, is, is simply it's a matter of religious conversion because we all, we're all LARPing as, as Christians on Sunday, we like to we like to live action role play. Right? Okay, I was gonna we, say yeah, gotta define that one. Live action role play. <laughs> we we um, we all you know we all cosplay as Christians on a Sunday, um, maybe right? But you're not really. That's that's what, that we self-identify as Christians yeah. because we go to a church of some particular denomination or another on a Sunday. Um, but but our religion again, if I, from an outside observer. You know, the, the anthropologist from Mars comes out and say, no, your religion is, is this, this the, these ideas that you're defined by your work. by your We have a very rigid caste system in America. Mm. And you're defined by what you do, how much you produce, that you have these obligations. All, this, all of these are religious sensibilities. And so to break out of that is, is in part a question of religious conversion. Yeah. And it's radical, and it has to be radical, because that's the nature of that kind of um, psychological experience,
0: right? And that's an individual um, thing. I mean, it's, each person has to go through that. You can't, like, create a, uh, an app for well, somebody to do no, it. Well, no, you account. can't create an app for somebody to do it. I mean, I think it is a personal thing, but
1: I've never known it over the course of history to really be an individual-by-individual individual thing. Hmm. You can't simply break out of something and then go find something else. Uh. You, you can only really, I think, uh, there's a hedge on this, but... I think it may be the case. You can really only switch from one thing to another. There is no in between of sort of like antinomial space (laughs) where you just be like without norms. Uh, I wonder because if I think of all the sort of massive conversion things or shifts in culture and society, from anything from from baptism of Clovis and the Christianization of the Franks. To the conversion of Tibet to, to Buddhism is, is that it's an institutional thing. Hmm. Civilization, you know, sort of a, a tribe or clan or nation or kingdom or what have you, shifts and says, okay, now we are this, and we're going to erect temples to this god instead of that god, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah, tear yeah. down or repurpose the old ones. Yeah. And you have a whole systemic
0: shift. It fascinating you should say that, because, you know, I just did a, a, a podcast on. That shift that must have occurred sometime or another from the Neolithic uh, mm-hmm. to oh sure. Oh this axial kind of yeah,
1: thing. yeah. And, and,
0: and like you look around now and you see what are the temples that we have? If anything, it's like the roads and the buildings and the roads that built the malls. Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah. But those are those are and even you could say the infrastructure of the internet. Those yes, are like, the personal shrines yes, in your home that yeah. connect you to all the those other are temples believers. in a way. They're Absolutely, a way. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. are domestic temples. No, I can't. You know, this sparks a number of questions, Cameron. I know we don't have time for all of them, but but one of the questions that comes up is, do you see? Of course you do, but do you see a similar type of uh, schizophrenia, if you will, in education, in the way we see education? Because I I certainly do. Well, absolutely. I mean, what does education look like? Really, what is it? What's the purpose?
1: I mean, when you say education, what do you picture in your mind? I mean, I think almost anybody... In in at least in America, we'd picture you know kids in a you know sitting in desks in room, rows. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, if they're more you know if they're uh, you know the average American, they think of it in terms of like you know different grade levels that we have, and you're sitting in different rooms. And you've got you know Ms., Ms. Frizzle up in the front teaching class or whatever. Uh, or if they're a little more woke, they think, Nah, oh, man, one room <laughs> schoolhouse. I'm <laughs> all hip and and classical yeah. uh, but it's also very industrial mindset like it's a very like the one-room schoolhouse a little house in the prairie was a novel idea too like yeah. formal schooling the way that we think of it just didn't exist and still doesn't exist in much of the world you know, I mean outside of this modern Western context uh, it, it too is part of a religious structure yeah. right and so it's not it's not necessarily a bad way of doing education it may be, sure there's elements of that sure that are problematic but but it's only one way. It's not that people weren't formally educated in former days or in other parts of the world that they're not formally educated. They are.
0: There's a different way of doing it. And that to me is, that's startling because I read articles about how, for instance, the Federalist Papers were read to crowds of people in New York and they understood it. Or how people stood around listening to the Frederick Douglass debates for six hours and followed them. You know, or, or how, for instance, yeah. the workers in, in in London back in the late 19th century would sit and, and talk about Shakespeare while they ate their, their large sandwich. Sandwiches. Absolutely. I'm like, How the heck? Did, you know, something has gone terribly wrong when you look at the majority of students that come out of schools now, and they can't even find out where Minnesota is on a map. Right. Versus that sort of uh, level of education, I-, I tend to think with the whole industrial, you know, what my friend Tim Jones calls um, the, the 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 assembly line of, of uh, education. Yeah. You know, that whole thing has another element to it, which is really unfortunate, and that is that. Uh, learning and, and knowledge are themselves for an end goal and and they're dispensed with when you no longer need them. So for instance, you don't study uh, you you don't study Shakespeare in order to really immerse yourself in a knowledge of Shakespeare and love Shakespeare and really enjoy human life and all that. You learn Shakespeare because it's one of those ticks you have to tick off on your list of things to do Mm -hmm. to get into college. And once you've got that off the tick, you no longer go back to Shakespeare. Ever. Ever. Right. Now I think that's true with other things. You know you don't you don't go into a branch of knowledge, you don't start studying a branch of knowledge unless going to further your degree, or unless it's going to somehow advance your career, yeah. That is pure assembly line. You know, you don't put a bolt into a car unless it's there for a purpose. Right. So, exactly. Um, um, and that's
1: and that's even the question now. Like even looking at things like the humanities, or you know, the question always comes back to: Does it pay? Does it pay? Does it pay? Yeah, Classic yeah. education. We should do it because it pays. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now that is a dogmatic claim. <laughs> Why that should even matter is a religious base is based on a religious assumption. Um. And that's, and I think that's an interesting thing. You know, the 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 average sort of, if I can, anachronistically apply the term proletariat Londoner of the 16th century, was more educated, though he'd never sat in a school classroom. Yes. Was more educated than the average American. Uh, we could maybe talk about it in terms of the like cultural literacy. Mm. He was very literate in the norms of his culture and what it what who we are as a people yeah. obviously the 16th century is a bit early to say Shakespeare because that's when Shakespeare is kind of doing his thing but say a century or two later Shakespeare at least those guys all certainly knew Chaucer yes right uh, and probably Chaucer in his original language was still you know was, was relatively uh, comprehensible to them um and, and but the idea that you're familiar with these with these tales with these poems, that's where a lot of nursery what's now you know their nursery rhymes come
0: from. Yes, these very stories that are passed on that you know them. It's part of who we are as a people. Like your excellent one on, on the Puss in Boots one, which I yeah. want to talk about further at oh, another yeah. time. But yeah, th- that whole cultural literacy that was passed on to people. Now, if we get it anywhere, we get it from a net source. Um, that's a... T- that's. Uh, um, it's Netflix. Yeah. It's right, TV. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. We can all talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. But we can't talk about, say, the, uh, the bulk of Chaucer's works or John Dryden or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's because it's the
1: literature of this. I hesitate to call it a civilization because I don't think that it is. Mm. I think it's a culture, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it hasn't sufficiently evolved cities. Mm.
0: Um, so, what, what you, the difference between yeah. a civilization and a culture? Uh, can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, I think in a
1: basic sense, uh, culture is the sort of a way of life of the people. Okay and it's not you know it's 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 not co-identifiable with religion but they're really inseparable they're not they're, they're almost co-extensive but they're not you can't just switch one out for the other two yeah. different they're two different lenses of the same thing um, but that it's a way of life of people that has some sort of permanent form embodied in institutions or organizations uh, and practices yeah uh, and, uh, and a way of being in the world right so that's a culture a civilization is any culture that has evolved the material and social infrastructure enough to have cities hence with civilization shibitas, sure, right. um meaning, meaning cities so to say that um, uh, you know some some culture that lives in the plains or the steppes of Asia or the steppes of America the Great Plains something like that as being uncivilized isn't actually isn't to, to to downplay or criticize in a way it's, just simply, it's a simply of fact, they don't have cities, right? okay. and of course now there's something. I mean, historical civilization. Some of those did have cities, and you know, we destroyed them. So you yeah, right. conveniently can wipe those off the map. <laughs> but but I could say the same but much of America is uncivilized in that it doesn't have cities. We've got massive, you know, clusters of huts together and massive factory zones, but but. Many of our American cities don't qualify as cities hmm. um, in the sense of being a a self uh, self ha- having a, a self-contained identity of being a, I mean, New York is an exception to this.
0: What? I do really well, yeah. actually. Great environment. I hope we're not taking up too much space. Yeah, we uh, really appreciate what you've done. Thank you. That, see, this is really intriguing too because, of course, there's, there's been this long, slow decline of the local city and the local. Absolutely. You know, and I know my brother has frequently talked about this how he tried, when he was in his 40s, to revive that uh, civic sense. And, and he came to the conclusion that it, it's almost it's almost a tidal wave you can't fight right now i don't know if he's right or not but he he just he gets so mad at things like amazon for instance or walmart or whatever yeah um because they have they've taken capitalism to an extreme level he says okay uh and and i think he, he and i disagree on other issues but i think he's onto something there i think that there is an element where in our american do it better do it faster do it stronger way we have Annihilated the local ability to do it and do it on your own way and streamlined it into everything being McDonald's, you know, everything right. being the same fifty two million serve or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I find that to be on the one hand it's a travesty. Uh, well, let me back up. On the one hand it's good because it, it allows us to be able to go anywhere and get the same kind of product that allows us to live. So, for instance, if we had a Sprint uh, telephone line, mm-hmm. and Sprint telephone lines allow us to go elsewhere and get reception you know, yeah. for our phones, whatever. Sure. But on the other hand, it, it's a travesty because it not only obliterates the local ability to do things, it also locks us into, I think, a system where we can't—we feel like we can't get out.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Just uh, was pointed out in the uh, the TV series Connections, okay. you know, that we're trapped yeah. in this, this thing where we don't understand how it works half the time, and yeah. and we can't we can't survive without it. Right. We can't escape it. Uh, your reference earlier to Logan's Run, yeah, right? That's a perfect example. That sense in the 1970s that we're trapped. In, now, I, I still think because you know your, your anthropology leads you in that direction. My my amateur anthropology in terms of movies is is to me leading me to think about how we thought for the longest time that we were trapped in the system that would lead us to soil and green. You know, lead us right. to eating other humans. Yeah, and and we had movies like Silent Running, and we had movies like uh, the the Out of Towners. Um, yeah, and all these and Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and all these movies that were sort of saying, "Look, we're we're doomed. We can't get out of this. We're trapped." Logan's Run. Yeah, and then along came Star Wars and kind of changed the landscape. Um, mm-hmm saying no you could There's, a, that. New hope, There's right? a new hope. There's a new hope. Don't get me started. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> because of course what happened with that was that it, it became part of the system too. Right, absolutely. So um that, that whole system, which many people don't see as a problem, ends up causing problems that we only recognize when we see it on the evening news. I think mm-hmm. and we see problems like uh, what, what we now call racial warfare or racial tension or we see problems like the the, the uprising of the um, uh, haves the haves versus the have nots, right. you know and um, and, and and to me, that seems to be part of the result of this uh, this dichotomy between um, the sense of religion and the sense of life, or the sense yeah. of culture and civilization, as you call it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like, can we can we fix that on a large scale, or is that merely something we have to begin each individual person trying to reach them to to show them the difference, to show them there's a way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean I think something like Matrix The Matrix yes. is, is an interesting take on
1: it because you know one level you've got I mean what you've got there is you have to exit, you have to literally be on yeah, right, unplugged yeah, from tap, the right. from the Matrix to be free of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know it's it's not it's, a, it's not a question merely of interior conversion right. which is which is itself that's part of the founding Sort of the, the the seed that grew into what we're talking right. about as a system is in part the 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 birth of sort of a radical individualism uh, within religion, right? Yeah. That's that it's m- between me and God, unmediated. Yeah. And, and to say that everything is between me and God, unmediated, was at first a theological idea that evolved into this cultural sensibility, uh, whether it's God, whether it's the state, and the birth of democracy right. in the modern form, which bears nothing in resemblance to Athenian democracy, um, and, and many other things, sort of, you know, to, to say that... So, so it has to be something more than just interior conversion uh, to get out of the system, because that itself is the seed of the system. Um, But what you've got is somebody has to be awakened, but they're not merely awakened and living in the Matrix. They're awakened and pulled out of the Matrix. Because interesting, a, a detail about that. So when Neo is awakened, yeah. right, they have to hurry and find him and get him. Because as soon as he wakes up, the machines will dispose of him and they flush him down the toilet. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because as soon as you wake up, you're no longer conducive to the machine. Yeah. When a cog starts acting yeah. up or it starts grinding other wheels, Choss it out. you got to throw it out, man, Or yeah, right. the machine's going to break. Right, and right. the machine is a
0: very efficient, self-correcting system. And what that means, practically speaking, is that you get fired or you, you never... you. Aren't able to get work anymore, or yep. you're maybe arrested, or your you know um, your, your assets are seized, or, or just whatever. simply
1: you lose your friend. You are you, raving a friends, you're a raving lunatic right, you know,
0: because
1: your you're talking about a world outside of the dome. And well, yeah, there is no you know? sanctuary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. And so I think that's huh. still huh. true. And you know, I think it has to happen on two levels. I would say maybe not at a massive scale because I don't think that's possible, and I think the idea of massive scale is simply inhuman. Or anti-human, but that small scale, small yeah. groups of people creating
0: alternative infrastructure. Right. And uh, I'll take it. Are you sure? Glad to okay. put it on mine. All right, thank you. Um, yeah, Alan thanks. Watts used to talk about this all the time. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Alan Watts. Uh, God bless him. He had his issues, as as everybody does. Sure. Uh, but he used to talk about this all the time about this idea that that to be locked into the idea that you have to you have no alternative but the system. Mm-hmm. Is to remain in a sort of slavish way, mm-hmm. a slavish mindset. And to me, that's always that, that idea that's, has galled that's me. it. It's slavery. Yeah, it's a slavery. It's a religious slavery. Like being a, a temple priest in certain, certain yes, cultures. Right. The temple priest is not a free man. Right, He's right. a slave. And for me, that's always called me. I, I, <laughs> I was asked by a student once why I bother with teaching, and I still ask myself that question. Yeah. But my response was always that I hated slavery. I hate yeah. slavery, and I'm I'm very right. much with William Blake, who is um, yeah, you know, who says that everywhere I see the mind forged manacles of people. And yeah, I think how can I help them to affect mm-hmm. their own yeah, escape? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, this idea that, that I suppose may be too influenced by Plato that uh, you know, you're know you a midwife to someone to help them give birth to themselves Yeah. Um, or there's a line out of the Aeneid uh, which is that the if I get this right, the gates of hell stay open night and day but to find the right stairway up and to return to the light and the open air that is the task that is the quest I must have thought that's a great line no, I think that's a great line that's right I mean that's that's that perhaps
1: is the subversive task of the educator in a system like this. Yes. Is right. to wake up yep. other people. Yep. And that education may not take place and perhaps is better off not taking place in a conventional schooling.
0: But that raises right. another work, question. Right? I mean here's another question because, because by that, right? Because if yes. you're going to be that kind of educator like Neil Postman yeah. who writes about how education right. is a subversive activity. If you're gonna be that, don't you run the risk of being fed hemlock.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. Right, right. absolutely. I mean, just to encourage you have to engage in because otherwise you're going to die from it.
1: Right. Well, at least if you're not being, if you don't draw your 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 bread and butter salary from a conventional school that you're criticizing, like that person is at a disadvantage. Right. They're not. They're not free. Yeah. They don't have what uh, Nasim Taleb talks about as as enough fu money. You're right. Right. He gets to say what he wants because he spent you know twenty thirty years as a day trader or something like that. Right. So he's made up enough wealth to be able to say things that piss yeah, people right. off because nobody's going to cut off his salary. <laughs> You know, and so, so you know that doesn't mean that you have to be you know sufficiently financially well, financially independent and being a billionaire are two different things, right. Right? right? You can be financially. Indi- I mean, Saint Francis of Assisi was financially independent. Right. He didn't need anything. He didn't make anything. He wasn't on the billionaire level. Right. Yeah. Uh, although there's something. Well, statistic sidetrack here. Um, Charles Peguy, uh, early 20th century French writer, uh, philosopher. He he talks about. The, uh, the medieval, any any he do really up until the 1800s, um, you know, French worker, workman, the artisan, you know, these people they made nothing, they they made I mean poverty wages, but they needed nothing, mm-hmm. they made nothing and they spent nothing and they were happy, right? Because they they weren't living in a fun, fun, fundamentally monetary system, yeah, right. right? Like you didn't need much to right. live. And, and so, so you didn't make much, that It was trying. Whereas now trap, you need a lot to live. Yeah, yeah, like yeah.
0: You need to make a lot of money because that's what it, it costs to live. Yeah. I mean, and we're not talking like I need that TV or I need that no. extra video game. It's like, uh, I need to eat next. Yeah. I need to keep the heat on when it's 10 right. below. Yeah. And so... I mean, I don't know why we have any
1: business living in a climate like this. Well, that's well, a whole other question. <laughs> no, no, no. But Part I mean, of the, the Great White the, North. The educator, you know, in a non-conventional sense, an independent educator, and whether that's somebody who writes books or somebody who runs a TV series or, you know, a podcast or something else, is sort of um, independently owned and operated. Is a little bit more free to be able to
0: awaken minds and hearts. Yeah. Right. To be uh, the midwife of the right. sort of self-birth of souls. And so they're given a certain charge, a responsibility. I hate to quote Spider-Man, but but, mm-hmm. you know, with great power. Um, give them a certain responsibility where they really have to take seriously what they're doing is not just getting a kid into college, but really giving them the tools to accept their own salvation when it comes to them, I suppose you can say. That's, that's really great. I know we need to wrap up here, but... Yeah. Uh, just to just to finalize, um, uh, Cameron, I really I appreciate you meeting with me today. I appreciate this whole conversation. I think this, this is a pleasure. It's absolute joy, and it's um, this an ongoing discussion because I know that I'll get in my car and I'll come up with more questions. Right, that's you know? how it is. And as people like us, yeah, I, I think of all the good ideas, but you know, at like ten o'clock tonight, oh <laughs> man, we should talk about this. And uh, I want to thank you for that. Is there anything else you wanted to mention that I can put in the podcast? Uh, certainly, I would say if you haven't checked out Cameron's podcast yet, go do it. Um, if, if you had any last the, uh, words on the Marquesi the Carabas podcast, there you go. Um, we we'll yeah. put it in the side. Check lines. it out.
1: Yeah, in the, si- in the in the notes there. No, be good. I think. I mean, just to, to to give something of a takeaway, sort of a definitive answer. That was, what do you do? Um, I think at the I think it's at two levels. At the individual level, at the personal level uh, of g- gaining, regaining some ground of authenticity. Uh, and by authenticity, I mean that in the. Uh, old sense of the word, self-ownership, authenticals, being, being master of oneself, uh, to, to regain that in some way, uh, which starts with interior combat, right? Conquering yourself so that you can be free vis-a-vis the, the world around you, not merely uh, a slave to the, uh, the influences that are around you. And I think at the higher level, we need groups of people who can coordinate together. So even looking at the, the case of early Christianity spreading throughout the empire, didn't happen by means of individual interior changes of heart, but you had an interior change of An individual would have a conversion, and they would enter into an alternative system. There was, a, there was a body, which is why the church was so important. Individual Christians were not a threat. Right. Individual Christians it was the it was the corporate church that was a problem uh, and that is a problem in other in certain countries in the world yeah. Saudi barbaria for instance um, that it's the corporate church because that's an al- that represents an alternative system that they become a part of yeah. and right. so we need something like that to wake people up and for them to enter into because you can't do it alone yeah. we're social beings yeah absolutely thank you so much yeah. I really appreciate thank you. it you will. Here's a little tune that tells the truth. Pick up. A man ain't a man till a woman calls his name
0: A man ain't a man till he sets a woman's heart aflame Till a man makes a woman obey his every
1: rule He's just a little fish in a great big pool
0: A man ain't a man till a woman calls